What's up, family? Welcome back to the Stop Sinking Show, where we work to heal what matters to us, to grow what matters to us, so we can scale all the things that we care about in our life, our business, and our relationships. Today, I want to talk to you about quitting. Should you quit? Is it the right time to quit? Have you done all that you can to make that decision wisely? Now let's talk about quitting and it being related to work for a little bit, especially the great resignation. A lot of people are quitting right now. A lot of people are quitting their jobs. With the pandemic, many people got used to working from home and many moved because of remote work and being able to work remotely to lower their cost of living while living in an expensive place and while living in a congested area if you can work remotely and save money and still have your high paying job. And now that a lot of these people are being called back to work, many of those people who were already unhappy for a long time or probably on the verge of quitting anyway. This return and this expectation to come back to the office is prompting, prompting them to finally pull the trigger and quit. A huge percentage of the workforce is quitting their jobs right now. As somebody who's quit their job for good after 15 years of corporate slavery, I would call it, I want to explore the topic, should you quit? Should you quit your job? Should you quit on anything? But let's keep it to work for now. And the answer, which you're not going to like, is yes and no. It all depends on who you are and what you know about yourself. You must answer some basic questions first. What's next? Is it another job? Are you thinking about going into business? What do you expect from the next place to be different? You, you, you should have and you must have your criteria clear before you make the decision to quit. You have to know what you're looking for. And you must be honest with yourself. You have to be honest with yourself. Assuming that you are seeking growth and that's what's prompting your move. Be honest if you are willing to do the work required to match this initial optimistic ambition that you have. It's going to take follow through. This is even more applicable if you are starting a business. Which can really, this, we can explore starting your own business and quitting your job to start your business because that's exactly what I did. And the entrepreneur myth, you're most likely a technician. You know how to do one technical part of your entire company's job really well. Because you understand the technical work does not mean that you can run a business that does that technical work. Because you yourself understand the technical work, it does not mean that you can run a business that does that technical work. Those are two different skill sets. It's not that you can't develop it, but if you're quitting your job to start a business, understand that it will take more of you. So you must have your criteria clear. You must know what you're looking for or what you're trying to get away from. Because you may find that you may find more of the same out there. You may encounter much of the same ideology, 
same frustrations, the similar nuances and nuisances wherever you go. So is it even worth it to quit? Are you sure that you are quitting for the right reasons is why I'm asking you this. What do you expect to find out there? Again, be clear or you may not like your decision. Now, added bias, regardless, even if you make a mistake in your decision making, which I have at times, or I felt like I've made a mistake, I've never regretted moving jobs or never regretted quitting certain jobs in the past to move on to different ones. And I've moved a lot in my career. Every a year or a year and a half, I was in a different company or in a different role. And that kept me curious. It kept me learning, constantly learning. I got comfortable being uncomfortable. I got used to making my place fast in a company, learning fast and adapting fast. No three to six month ramp up periods. Those were too slow and made for lifers. I tried my best to squeeze the juice out of every month. So while most people were still ramping up, I was already running full speed. Halfway through this role and looking forward and working towards the next role. I voluntarily left multiple positions to seek growth in other ones or to seek fulfillment in different ones. But in sharing a story about the last job that I quit, which kept me from going back to the job field in general, my 15 years in corporate America served and left in 2018. I was at this company for four years and there was growth opportunity. I had four positions, four different jobs in four years working at this company. So I can't say that they lacked the opportunity for growth, at least for me, because I went for things. When something opened up, I went for it. I wasn't afraid to interview or put myself in a position to be rejected every year. But that doesn't mean that because of that growth, I felt fulfilled. Because work should come with some meaning. You work 40, 50, 60 hours a week. It is your greatest opportunity to do something meaningful in life. It is your greatest concentration of focus put towards anything in your life. So to demean it and use it as just a means to an end to make a living is a huge, huge mistake. It is your greatest opportunity to make an impact in the world. But most of us, think that that's reserved for the lucky. Very few of us have a vocation. Many of us just have jobs, meaningless jobs. At a certain point, we reach in our lives an apex of responsibility, stress, which makes us risk-averse, and we tend to give up on what now seems like childish dreams. But it doesn't have to be this way. Words I live by that really make this difficult for me to just clock in and do my meaningless work. Work is love made visible. And if you cannot work with love, but only with distaste, it is better that you should leave your work and sit at the gate of the temple and take alms 
of those who work with joy. For if you bake bread with indifference, you bake a bitter bread that feeds but half man's hunger. And if you grudge the crushing of the grapes, your grudge distills a poison in the wine. If you sing, though as angels, and love not the singing, you muffle man's ears to the voices of the day and the voices of the night. You owe it to yourself and the world to find meaning in the work that you do. Anytime I am asked to do meaningless work, I can't help but think about this KG quote. So I couldn't sustain the meaningless tasks that they called work. Looking busy versus being busy. I felt like we lived in busy theater. Just, it was okay with them to send pictures, show activity, having cute little write-ups, even spending money without making any significant impact. It was like everybody was just justifying their existence without acknowledging that what their activities were were not actually contributing to the bottom line. Everybody justified because they have families and they have responsibilities and they have stress and they're now risk averse. They justify their existence and slowly degenerate the place. A quote from JP's book, someone assigned a pointless task or even a counterproductive task will deflate if they have any sense and will find themselves with very little motivation to carry out the assignment. Why? Because every fiber of their genuine being fights against that necessity to have meaning. We do the things we do because we think those things are important compared to all other things that could be important. We regard what we value as worthy of sacrifice and pursuit. That worthiness is what motivates us to act. Despite the fact that action is difficult and dangerous, when we are called upon to do things that we find hateful and stupid, we are simultaneously forced to act contrary to the structure of values that actually motivates us to move forward. Such action makes a mockery of productive work itself. So though I had growth and my income grew over the years and I had different scenery outside my window, they even moved me to a different part of the country. I didn't feel like the work was meaningful and ultimately that was killing me inside. I also have a disdain for duality. I can't. I would see my managers, my coworkers sit up straight in a different posture in meetings. And as soon as they went outside to smoke a cigarette, as soon as we left the room, their true feelings came out and what they really felt. So much politics and inability to say what is necessary, which really contributed ultimately to the downfall and the degeneration of the growth. They still exist today. 
so I don't wish ill upon any of them. But they are missing an opportunity that lies within the minds of the people that work there. But their mouths are shut because leadership does not accept it. They're happy enough with activity. Now, I'm a stubborn quitter. It wasn't easy for me to leave this place. I'm always coming back and always looking to come back another day to see if I can do something different. I have, I have a tireless approach to immediate failure. If I can't get through to someone, I always remember that they are someone's husband, someone's wife, someone's kids, someone's brother, and someone gets their good side. Their good side exists. I just haven't earned it yet. It makes it very difficult for me to quit. I always think that there's some unique set of words or a sentence or some actions that I can put together for it to unlock a different experience for me. I'm willing to go through and try countless permutations to make something work, to be sure that it isn't me that's the broken part. Only after exhausting myself through attempt after attempt, actively, day in and day out, month in and month out, do I and can I finally come to terms to move on from a situation. And I have to be careful. I've learned this lesson. Staying past the point of being sure, staying past the point and staying too long of being sure of this has its counterproductive regret as well. Like I'm feeling like I've wasted my life. Your ego has an embedded growth obligation. My ego does not want to be anywhere longer than a second once it knows it's time to move on. Now, before this seems like an encouragement to quit, I want to point out with caution that this isn't a place to seek permission for quitting. It is more common today to find people who quit too fast and too easily than the rare ones who need to be given permission to quit genuinely. The world lacks stick to That's a word that my friend's mom taught me. stick to We're all attracted to the next shiny object and don't stick with and don't give what we are currently doing. It's just do. You don't get the views without trekking the mountain. That requires you to stick with the uphill battle long enough to go see what few have seen. You have to give everything its justified time so you know that you have formed an accurate opinion, identified its true challenges, and unlocked some learning at least to take with you to the next chapter. I have a rule of thumb of giving a job project, a niche, minimum of six months, at least a year. But our ego tells most, most of us that this much time is not needed. We don't need this much time. If something is working or broken, we can know right away. And unless you found yourself in an abusive environment, which then, yes, you maybe have determined that it's time to move on, if it's abusive, most of what you think is broken is probably a projection of your own. We fill in the blank 
misery that looks too familiar and too much like other misery we've been through. So you quit faster than giving it a chance to reveal other parts of itself to you that may not have been like anything else you've experienced. Most of you are exactly where you deserve to be. You tailor your circumstances at work and home and everywhere else to place you in your pocket of comfort, where you can tuck yourself in and exist. You deserve your limited view, limited options, and suffocating potential in that comfortable wedge that you occupy. So this isn't a place for you to come and seek permission for quitting. You've been quitting your entire life. And I get it. We're all just ultimately trying to sip coconuts on a beach, right? Why shouldn't I just stay there where I'm comfortable as long as, you know, why not? As long as I can. I'll just find other ways to fulfill my life. I'll just, I'll just play sports. I'll join a league. I'll uh, go bowling. I'll find something else on the side to fulfill my life. First, I'll say, if you can truly feel this way without any regret and feel contentment in your heart with no complaining, no judgment of others, and you feel truly content, then my friend, you have won the game and I cannot relate to you. I'm disgusted. I'm confused. I'm jealous at the same time of how content you are with yourself. But that's my own problem. Second, I'll still argue to the mere mortals who are not content, still want things, are not monks, and have not been able to kill all desire that your quitting habit is leaving much of your life on the surface. So this is not a place where you will find support for quitting after giving half-hearted effort. This is a place for those asking this question, those who struggle to quit, who give their all every day and attack a problem from every angle and constantly struggle with answering the question, when do I know it's time to cut my losses? For the rare group of people in the world who stick with things longer than it seems humanly possible, the answer is yesterday. You should have quit yesterday. Now looking beyond work, this quitting doesn't just relate to our professional lives. You may, and I do, grapple, you may grapple with this and wonder if you should quit on any of your relationships with your spouse, with your friends, with people in your family. Again, similar to our professional life, to minimize regret, you need clarity and answers. You need to have tried a bunch of things. And you need a background of those countless attempts so you can settle your conscience. I will tell you something I didn't believe for a long time is champions quit fast. They quit early because they know their boundaries. So set your boundaries. But this happens over time. Don't be foolish enough to think that you know your boundaries early in life. You may be under the dictate of your ego. Quitting, though, still asks of you to remain at peace with this decision in the future. Whether you leave your spouse, whether you leave people in your family behind, whether you leave that job, 
you need to be at peace in the future. So your decision needs to take into account all your future selves. This means all avenues must be explored to minimize regret. But once you have reached that threshold, do not delay. Quit fast. I gave myself permission to quit and quit fast. After all this stick to my entire life and sticking with things for a long time, I have given myself permission to quit. And it doesn't come naturally to me. My girl can start a show, a movie, even in things like this. Start a, mo- a show or a movie and she can watch the first 10 minutes and decide it's not worth watching it. And just move on to the next thing and start watching the next thing. My completion obsessed self has to finish that movie now. You just got me stuck. Even if it's a bad movie, now I have to watch it. Why would you let me watch the first 10 minutes of it and not let me finish it? Now I got to watch. Now I got to watch the rest of the movie. I'm, I'm going to wonder what was going on. But not anymore. I can feel that lightness that she must have. Just browsing for liking. I can taste and then move on. Feels good. But it takes courage. It takes courage to quit. And no one knows the parameters under which you make your decisions. No one has an idea and can see the vision you can of your future self. You owe no one an explanation of it either. You only owe yourself. You owe yourself the clarity that's required to make a sound decision that you can live with. It's only you who will look back and will either regret or feel solid in the decision that you've made. Just make sure you've done the work required with true honesty and diligence for that future you to not look at the now you with remorse and disappointment. It's difficult. It's very difficult to distinguish between quitting for a reason that will sustain the test of time and the reason that will be defeated through the future barrage of your doubt and repentance. Be sure your decisions lead you to run towards something, not away from something. Know what you're running towards. Be clear. So what's the cost of not quitting? What happens if you delay and you stay there? Misalignment. You increasingly start living in a world that is more and more distant from the life that you want for yourself. And the part of you that knows that will start to go through the motions and disassociate with the life that you are living. You are misaligned. You are stagnating. Your skills are depreciating. Staying somewhere too long keeps you from gaining the time spent building experience in somewhere else, in some different realm that will be required of you tomorrow if that's the vision you have for you. The longer you stay, the more disconnected you become from the skills required to summon your potential. You continue to remain unchallenged. You continue to remain untested. Further separation from your grip on the marketplace. You further 
to generate your confidence. And the stronger the grip of that headlock that your current situation has on you. And the longer you delay quitting, the more you solidify your fear of change. The longer you delay, the main cost of not quitting is that most of the unfamiliar and unknown things out in the world are kept unfamiliar and unknown. They're kept outside that door of that decision that you are afraid to make. And the more it frightens you to uncover what may be behind it. The longer you delay quitting, the more you solidify your fear of change. And your best is at rest. If you aren't truly happy, aligned, not stagnating, and not challenging your fears, you may not be living your best life. You are not showing up as you fully can. We are all built to seek challenges. And our height increases in the face of challenges. When confronting a fear, the voluntary nature of it changes it from a fear to a challenge. And we tend to become bigger in comparison to it immediately as we take its power and its hold over us from it being in the category of fear to one in the category where we willingly meet it outside in battle. We bring our might to this fight. It's a positional change. So again, to answer the question in a way that probably makes you hate me, should you quit? Probably yes. Probably no. It really depends on what you know about yourself and how much you truly show up in your day-to-day. And if you have done the work required to earn the right to quit, and the one judging you on whether you have earned that right will be your harsh critic of your future self. If you quit, just remember, what you carry inside, in your heart, is not changed by moving your body from one place to another. You will probably bring yourself with you no matter where you go. Every place I go, there I am. So choose wisely, and whatever decision you make, make it count. I love you all. See you in the next one.